Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yeah, we really do have to talk about the uh, the border, the immigration situation. 15,000 people now is the number, I believe, they say uh, camped out around that bridge. And the Biden administration now is getting pretty serious about booting them out of there because it's, uh, according to... Reports who know what their internal conversations are, they see this as their biggest liability? Probably because it's a complete debacle of their own making. That's my guess. Could be. Joe Biden is speaking as we speak at the U.N. Where um, you got France angry at us. You got uh, got a couple countries angry at us. Well, the usual suspects, you know, your Chinas and Russias and Irans and stuff are are angry at us. But we got a couple of our buddies kind of... uh, tweaked as well. And uh, what is going on with that $3.5 trillion human infrastructure bill? We need to talk about that a little bit. I, I usually don't pay that much attention to legislation until it happens or something happens, but this is so giant and such a big deal. Uh, and so interesting the way it's being approached. We'll talk about that later. Well, yeah, it's more than the bill. It's a restructuring of the DNA of American society. Yeah, the Associated Press today said it would be a biggest change of our safety net in a 100 years. And if, like me, you think the safety net is already too much of a hammock, uh, expanding that greatly is not cool. No, indeed. So the Supreme Court announced yesterday, to no one's surprise, that they're taking up this Mississippi abortion law on December 1st, which is right around the corner, and they uh, will begin arguments on December 1st. And this particular law that ends abortion at, uh, your right to an abortion at 15 weeks, is completely contradictory to Roe versus Wade. And more importantly, everybody always says Roe. It's really more accurately, you would say, Casey, the law from 1992, where they kind of refined Roe versus Wade. That's the most recent major Supreme Court. So actually what you're talking about is challenging Casey. But anyway, people always say Roe, so that's the shorthand. Um, uh, this is There's no getting around it. There's no getting around it at all. The Supreme Court has to take on this and finally decide whether or not it's a constitutional right that should be dealt with on the national level, or if it goes back to being a um, a, a state, state by state situation. Uh, I listened to a great podcast yesterday with with some really smart lawyers who've spent their lives arguing about this sort of stuff, trying to lay out the way it's going to be portrayed. And um, the main thing that you need to know the the number one thing that politicians and their uh, water-carrying media will do is pretend that it's about the end of your opportunity to get an abortion in the United States. And it's just not true. If you live in a blue state where abortion is very, very popular, ain't nothing going to change in your state. And that, and that, don't you think that's what's going to be lost more than anything else? Yeah, yeah. I suppose some blue gonna, staters will be outraged by proxy for people, say, in Texas and Mississippi. A whole bunch of blue states have uh, blue states have. Uh, I think they call them trigger laws already already passed. That if Roe versus Wade and Casey are ever overturned, that automatically their state goes into a okay. Well, we have it here. Hmm. They're all they're they're ready to go on moment one. Most of your big blue states. What will happen in some of the other red states? I don't know. And that'll be interesting to find out. But there's no getting around the fact that, th- that this is going to be jawed about in serious in a serious way for the first time in many, many decades. 
But that is no doubt the that's going to be the biggest red herring out there, that this is the end of a woman's right to choose in America. Right. If this right. gets overturned, and that's just not accurate. How great would it be if abortion were removed as a uh, federal issue for oh. federal elections? For you know, I'm glad you brought that up. And they got they got into some uh, this podcast I was listening to. These are these are uh, law wonks, politics wonks. They got into the conversation of how that has distorted our politics for 50 years, and who knows what our politics would be like. If that hadn't been on the table all these years, mm-hmm. we don't have any idea how the parties would be structured or what issues they'd be structured around because abortion has been a, or the Supreme Court. Everything has been about that thing. We all know anytime there's an opening on the Supreme Court it immediately goes to abortion. Right. Um, and then, you know, the politics around that and practically to the exclusion of everything else. Right. So who knows how our nation's politics would be structured if you didn't have the abortion issue to deal with all the time. Hmm. Interesting. It could be completely different. Might yeah. be around financial issues or jobs or or or, or, or who knows what, as opposed to abortion. Uh, front page of the USA Today today, a whole bunch of women signed on to a letter because uh, they're getting out ahead of it, this uh, Mississippi law. Threat to Roe is a threat to women's sports, and 500 of your most high-profile women's athletes. I'm sorry, did you say women's sports? Yeah. Okay. 500? I, I, I have no... You know how sometimes you can see a punchline telegraphed, and you know where it's going, you, the predictable movie, that sort of thing? I have no idea where this is going. Okay. Well, I'll explain it to you here in a second. But 500 of the most famous uh, women's sports, I got you right here, uh, Megan Rapino, right here, with Sue Bird. As always. Yeah. Now, I'll sign it. Anyway, she quoting uh, one woman here, Chrissy Parham, who is a, uh, a swimming star at the Olympics. She said, when I was in college, I was on birth control, but I accidentally became pregnant. Um, I got an abortion. No, no, she doesn't say that. She says, I ended my pregnancy. That's what people say. A um, lot of euphemisms around the whole abortion thing. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah. People don't want to say out loud what they're doing for some reason. Anyway, she says she got pregnant while she was in college. Uh, She ended her pregnancy, which allowed her to take control of my future, refocus my priorities. I got better in school. I started training really hard, and that summer I won my first national championship, going on to win three medals at the 92 Barcelona Olympics. Okay. Maybe that argument works for you. Um, And if she ended it early... Uh, early in the pregnancy, the vast majority of Americans are okay with that, according to all polling. And and across time, it hardly changes. Across the parties? first trimester, it's more or less you're right. Go ahead. You know, we may not like it, but we understand. Says the vast majority of Americans. I I would say in response to the way she's looking at it, and I don't know how old she is now, or the you know, I have known a few people who made that decision earlier in their life, and it tortures them. Uh, in their older age. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you make that decision for yourself. But to continue the discussion, uh, Gallup and all the other polling show, and this hardly changes across time. Second uh, trimester, it ought to be strictly limited um, for specific reasons, and there's vast agreement on that. Third trimester, you're killing a baby. Vast majorities of Americans believe that. It's really not that controversial. I think the Supreme Court knows that, and I think they're going to get us closer to that, I think. But we'll see. So the situation is then, and again, you listen to the Learned Podcast, and I'd love for you to, uh, is that the the remnant? 
Podcaster was a different one. Actually, it was, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so, in say, in Mississippi, very conservative state in a lot of ways, uh, it, they might actually outlaw abortion after, say, 15 weeks or fetal heartbeat or, or, or whatever. So the women in that state would just have to go across state lines, barring some ruling that that was uh, overly restrictive and onerous. After 15 weeks? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how many states decide to allow second or third term abortion. Well, then it becomes a matter for legislatures and voters, as opposed to the great and all-powerful Supreme Court, which right. makes people feel very, uh, you know, resentful and angry and, and inf- overinflates the Supreme Court's importance, I think, in our in our lives. Let the legislatures decide it. But you are right, and that might be the biggest thing that comes out of this. What does that do to our politics when this is no longer the big national issue that everybody runs on all the time? Uh, you know, you're running for president, and he'll get to appoint this many Supreme Court justices, and that will the, the, they'll overturn Roe. Always, always, yeah. every election of my life, mm. that will go away. That's well, got to be a good thing, isn't it? It might be about to. Yeah, I suppose. Although a lot of the rhetoric around abortion is really dishonest anyway, so I, I don't imagine this will make them force them to be honest about the situation. No, but at least if it, if be... it draws dollars and voters, they'll keep saying it. Yeah. Yeah, you might be right. But it'll be a different topic, at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's coming December 1st. Get prepared for it, because it is going to be a, a blank storm. It's a blank storm down there on the border in uh, Texas. You got Border Patrol agents on horses kicking migrants trying to cross Again, into the country. Foot pushing. What, you can't reach down with your hands. You're on a horse. I'm aware so, of that. You're as gently as possible restricting the movement of, of folks who are uh, breaking the laws of our land. Well, and, and well, we'll talk more about this when we talk about it. I guess I don't know what you're supposed to do if if you're telling people to stop and they won't stop and you've got to physically stop them. I don't know what you're going to do at that point. But if this had happened when Trump was president, holy crap! I'm not sure the Earth could have stood the tsunami of coverage that would have occurred. Yeah, no kidding. And as part of this, and this is my favorite part, uh, even though it's an important issue and full of uh, complex and subtle discussions, uh, the fact that Jen Psaki, who's really good at her job, I mean, she says things that are terrible and dishonest and all, but she's a great poker player. She finally just absolutely stepped in it yesterday. She said something that is completely indefensible and is being guffawed at uh, far and wide. Fantastic. We'll share that with you, among other things. Awesome. That's next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Monday in Del Rio, Texas. A stunning scene more reminiscent of a third world country than the United States. Over 10,000 migrants are crammed underneath the international bridge here after crossing illegally into the United States. Many using sticks, plants, and whatever they can find to build shelter as they wait to be processed by Border Patrol. From above, a Fox News drone reveals the size and scope of the crisis, showing a camp that reached a population of 15,000 at its climax. Bill Malugin of Fox News reporting there, saying it looked more like a third world country than the United States. Bill hasn't been to L.A. lately, evidently. 
Uh, speaking of which, the L.A. teacher who posted stuff on her classroom wall that made that jerk from the Sacramento area look like a proud American. Stay with us. Oh, boy. Uh, but the situation in the border has just turned nuts. Not surprisingly, as the Biden administration sent the message in the early days of its administration before during the campaign that the border was wide open. Uh, a little more from Bill Malugin, clip 41. Over the weekend, we gained exclusive access to a boat on the Rio Grande, and we watched as a constant stream of hundreds of migrants crossed the river from Mexico, entering the United States illegally, hundreds at a time gathering on the shoreline before walking to the bridge. It was only stopped when hundreds of Texas DPS troopers were surged to the area, and they formed a physical wall with their cruisers. When the migrants tried crossing elsewhere on the Rio Grande, Border Patrol agents on horseback turned them right back into Mexico, as the federal government is now starting repatriation flights. Yeah, so I was just watching again the videos of the uh, Border Patrol agents on horseback kicking uh, people trying to cross the border. And um, again, if, if Trump were president while this was going on, there'd be no, there'd be nothing else talked about today. But you would see that footage because it is uh, striking sure. and somewhat Planet of the Apesy. Yeah, um, yeah the, I'd say. You would see it on a constant loop on every channel, including like the cooking channel. You couldn't escape it. Yeah, I, I don't know what they're supposed to do, though. If you're if you're saying, no, you can't cross this line, you cannot cross this line right. while you're sitting on a horse and they keep walking toward you. As a law know. enforcement officer, what are you supposed to say? Aw, shucks? What are your other options? I mean, I suppose you can right. get off the horse and push him back with your hands, but I don't know why that's to your advantage. Sure, a little foot nudging. That's all that's happening here. Well, honestly, uh, if you know, what, what are the other options? If there's something I'm missing, text line 415-295-KFTC. Yes, finish the wall is an option. Finish the wall that you've childishly and obstinately refused to even repair because, well, that was Trump's idea. And if Trump said, come in out of the rain, I'd just stand there and get pneumonia, says the Biden administration. It's just idiotic. It's unbelievable. Marco Rubio has a strong opinion, 43. If you come to the United States illegally, you will be returned. Your journey will not succeed, and you will be endangering your life and your family's lives. This is not the way to do it. All right. Well, that appeared to be a Secretary of uh, uh, Homeland Security Mayorkas and not Marco Rubio. Is uh, clip 43 uh, mislabeled? Uh, yeah, it was. I got the Marco clip right here. Great. Thanks. What we're witnessing now, look, it's heartbreaking to see. It's also unsustainable, and it's 100% uh, caused by everything they've said and done up to this point that's led to this. And uh, by the way, where's the vice president who's supposed to be in charge of the border response? The, uh, I think right now she seems to be in the witness protection program because she's nowhere to be seen on that. All right. The other Marco Rubio clip was him making clear that Joe Biden created this crisis at the border, which is undeniable. But that's a damn good point. She's supposedly the border czar. And uh, Kamala Harrison, I haven't heard her say utter a word in since this whole Haitian under the bridge 15,000 people thing started last week. Have you? Somebody ought to ask. Wait a minute. Peter Ducey did. 46. If that's late, somebody walks into the country right across the river. Does somebody ask no. them to see their Wait a minute. vaccination stop, card? Stop, 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 stop. Something is terribly wrong here. All of our clips are mislabeled. My God. 
<laughs> my God. <laughs> you know, for once in my life, I had this all structured out uh, and ready. It was going to be so good. Oh, oh my, my God. My God. Just uh, the what's important here is to figure out who messed up and blame them and shame them and yell angrily at them. As always, the important thing is assigning blame. Does anybody have the Peter Ducey asking about Kamala Harris clip, the VP? I believe this is it. I'll take a chance on it. Vice President Harris has supposedly been strategizing for months. Isn't she supposed to be addressing the root causes of migration? Absolutely, and she has been addressing the root causes of migration. Okay, well, she better hurry up. And then finally, while we have just a minute left, on my sheet it's 45, but it's the question from Ducey if you walk across the border. It's 20 seconds long. If somebody walks into the country right across the river, does somebody ask them to see their vaccination card? Well, let me explain to you again. If they have symptoms, they are the intention is for them to be quarantined. That is our process. They're not intending to stay here for a lengthy period of time. I don't think it's but the same here. thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. The folks who immigrate illegally are not intending to stay here for a long time. A lot of them have been here for like 40 years. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that meant. That That is one of the most ridiculous things she has ever said. But, again, she is being tasked with, and it's got to be stressful, defending the indefensible. Yeah. So the vice president is supposed to be in charge of this whole mess, and she's got nothing to say about the worst border problem of their entire presidency. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. Ken Burns, the documentary filmmaker, says the time we're living through is as bad as any in our U.S. history. And he gets into detail. We can talk about that later. Hmm. Apple. Strong stuff from the bearded little man. Apple, the company not the fruit, is working on iPhone features to help diagnose depression and cognitive decline for part of its health portfolio people familiar with the documents say so apple's working on something for their phone that can tell if you're depressed uh, so if i send my cry for help texts you'll uh, apple uh, tim cook himself will probably come to my home and visit me put his loving arm around it's me. probably a simple algorithm if you use the little teardrop emoji more than five times in a week you say hey <laughs> you think you might want to see your doctor uh, speaking of which i got uh, i got a text from a buddy last night lives on the east coast where it was raining like hell and uh his wife uh, was going somewhere, and she pulled the classic. There was like a big puddle in the middle of the road. It started to flood, and she tried to go through it, and it killed the engine. Oh, boy. Sucked water into the intake. Yeah. Um, it was actually, she'd gone through uh, one big puddle, did fine, so went through the second big puddle, killed the engine. You don't bounce uh, back from that. It's going to be $15,000. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, okay. oh, oh, wait. I'm sorry. Wait, chapter two. He had to go pick her up, tried to pull through puddle number one, and it was higher by the time he got there, killed his engine. Yeah, I've done that before, and my car was never the same, and I didn't have the money to... I suppose you could spend enough to fix it, but I had to get a different car. Yeah, you kill your car from water, and it is dead, dead. But the total of the two cars? I I don't even know. That's rough. I don't even know. Oh, boy. I just made sympathetic noises. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. So, uh, a couple of stories for you, and they hate to be the bearer of bad news. Uh, My kids are through school. 
Um, and indeed, one of my kids may be going to uh, grad school, but um, even through the college thing. But if you have kids in public schools, you need to be aware of what's going on because some of it is absolutely insane. Here's a uh, this guy happens to be uh, the mayor. Uh, he appeared at a school board meeting in Ohio, told the school board members to resign um, because he said that they were assigning class material for high schoolers that he deemed child pornography. These are 14 to 18-year-olds, but some of the prompts included for this writing class, write a sex scene you wouldn't show your mom. Then rewrite the sex scene from above into one that you would let your mom read. Another prompt asking students to drink a beer and describe how it tastes, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, you know, it's just... What age? They're high school kids. Write a sex scene that you wouldn't want your mom to see. Okay. That's that, a that, writing prompt. That teacher is a nut. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Then you have this L.A. teacher. Posters displayed inside a high school classroom. F America, spelled KKK, America... Uh, among the, uh, let's see, blah, blah, blah. the first photo shows a Palestinian flag, a transgender flag, a Black Lives Matter flag, and a pride flag displayed above the blackboard. Another photo shows two posters that read, F America, this is native land, and F the police. Policing is a violent, anti-black settler institution that originated as slave patrols, the poster reads. Would you like to jump in there, Jack? That's the dumbest idea. That that whole the, the police were slave patrols. There's no need for police. It's just, it's just a holdover of the slave patrols. It's so, it's so crazy that the, we, that the people are per, 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 perpetuating that story. We chatted about this very late in the show on the fourth hour. If you don't get the fourth hour of the Armstrong and Getty show, grab it via podcast. Armstrong and Getty on demand, or wherever you like to get your podcast. But um, there's yeah, been some I, manner. I, I of read police. an alphabetical list of all the countries on Earth. I only got to the bees, <laughs> and they all have police, and not all of them are the vestiges of American slavery. There's been some manner of police or security for every village since uh, human beings has started. I know it is it is utterly bereft of logic or information that argument get it gets repeated and your school age kid is being taught that anyway policing is a violent anti-black settler institution that originated slave patrols their primary mandate is to protect property and to militarily enforce white supremacist capitalism mm. they're doing their jobs as they are trained and paid to do you can't fix what's broken that is why we fight for police and prison abolition f the police <laughs> abolishing prisons Oh, my God. I mean, it's just hilarious, hilariously stupid. It, it, it really is. The fact that anybody teaches this to kids and the kids buy it is incredibly uh, disappointing. Uh, L.A. Unified is aware of the specific classroom decorations, read a statement. The specific posters will be taken down. We maintain and uphold student and staff confidentiality, therefore cannot comment on it, comment on any of our students or employees. You've got a teacher teaching Marxism, openly, teaching bizarre, illogical, twisted philosophies, and you can't comment on it. Okay? Well, we'll comment on it, L.A. Unified. You suck. You're an embarrassment to schools everywhere on the planet. You're slaves to the union. You abuse children, especially black and brown children. You're a blot on the planet. You should flush yourselves down the toilet of your own incompetence. Wow. There, comment on that. You suck. In short, I want to get to the ultimate story. A woman in Austin, Texas, 
uh, commenting to her school board. We've got some tape that you will not soon forget, friends. But first, a quick word from our friends, our good loyal sponsor, Simply Safe Home Security. They just launched their new wireless outdoor security camera. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about this. I don't have it yet, but it integrates with your Simply Safe Home Security system, which I hope you have. Uh, but if you don't, maybe you can get them both together. This new uh, camera. So it's got night vision, color night vision with a spotlight and 140 degree field of view so you can see the entire backyard or entire front street or whatever you got it pointed at. 1080p HD resolution with an eight time zoom. So you're going to get a clear look at people's faces or license plates or whatever you're trying to look at. It's battery operated with an easy to remove rechargeable battery so you don't need an outlet. So you can put it up anywhere on your property. You got a gate over there or wherever you want to put it. It's so good. Integrates with the Simply Safe home security system easily, obviously, so it's great protection for the outside. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. What's more, Simply Safe is celebrating the new camera by offering 20% off your entire system in your first month of monitoring service free when you enroll in interactive monitoring. Again, simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Pitching to school kids that you don't need prisons, I wonder how well that goes over, because like, apparently you can convince college kids of anything, and... um College kids tend to be of a certain socioeconomic background, but just regular public school students, my kids got their first dose of some people suck when they went to school because prior to school, you you kind of protect them from all bad things, but they get into school and that's when they first bump up against the fact, oh, there's some people that just do bad things just because they are that way. Right. Um, so I, I'm, I, it seems like the last group of people you'd be able to convince that you don't need prisons. But you have an authority figure present them with an argument that's a little too uh, sophisticated for their minds that explains to them, kids, no, the only reason people steal and hurt is because the system has hurt them. Uh-huh. And that if we change yeah. the system, we won't need prisons anymore. And kids are so naive, they might actually buy that crap. College students do. Um, so anyway, that's being taught in your local schools. But wait, there's more. Uh, our executive producer, Mike Hansen, has uh, carefully bleeped this uh, this uh, audio tape. If there is something in here that offends you, we apologize in advance. But it's worth it to know. And this is in Texas. Now, Austin, Texas, is an enclave of deep, deep blueness within the great state of Texas. Um, but uh, nonetheless, this is being taught in public schools. All right, well, I'm just thankful that y'all don't have the ability to um, make a mask mandate. And tonight I was going to talk about the need for a second high school, but I was sidetracked by, for the boys, pussy, or the idea of pussy, or the idea of, idea of pussy. A Mexican is a Mexican is a Mexican. Take her out back, we boys figured, then hand on the coin box, put it in her grab a braid, rub that calico. You can find that on page 39 of the book called Out of Darkness, which you can find at Hudson Bend Middle School and Bee Cave Middle School. All right, not gonna lie, I had to Google corn because I have the game in the back of my yard, but according to Wikipedia, corn is a sexualist slang vulgarism for The term came into the use in the 1910s of the United States as verb form to corn which came into usage in the 1930s, means to have a sex. I do not want my children to learn about a sex in middle school. I have never had a sex. I don't want to have a sex. 
I don't want my Lord, kids having sex. I want you to start focusing on education and not public Earth health. Stone, not public you're health on. Officials. You are supposed to be educating our children. Ms. Do Bell, not thank teach you. Them they turned off her mic. Thank you, Ms. Bell. Yep, exactly. So she finds this uh, book, or kids bring it to her attention in the school library, full of explicit sexual language and suggestiveness and the rest. Of, these are middle schoolers. Sheesh. That is, uh, I really don't want you doing that with my kid at school. And it's so, so interesting. I've, I've been fascinated by this um, throughout my, my stay in Cal Unicornia, how the progressive left wants to take away your liberty in a hundred different ways. You know, from property rights to employment rights to keeping most of what you earn, uh, what you say. They are quite proudly saying we need to revoke the First Amendment's protection for free speech. They're proud of that. The one freedom that they're crazy about is sexual. The one, they're sexual libertines. They just think anything, guys, girls, groups together, dogs, cats, and whatever, for, just. And for any age. For any age, exactly. There's a movement to decriminalize pedophilia. For whatever reason, if it's, if it's genital related, they want complete license, hmm. as they say in the law business. For everything else, they want complete control. I, I, I don't get it. It's a sickness. So here's an update. Since that woman got very angry at that meeting there, district spokesperson told KXAN in Austin, the book has been removed from Hudson Bend and Bee Cave Middle Schools, so more than one school. Its contents will be reviewed with respect to board policy. The book chronicles a love affair between an African-American boy and a Mexican-American girl against the backdrop of a horrific 1937 explosion in East Texas, which killed 300 school children and teachers. Okay, what's that got to do with the sex part? Uh, that's what's what I was really trying to do with Out of Darkness and the way I approached the explosion. I know with a lot of historical details, but I was also trying to tell stories that reflect the marginal experiences by African-American and Mexican-American characters. Well, okay. that's fine, and that might be appropriate for adults, but it's sure not appropriate for 12-year-olds. Good Lord. And, you know, the, the, the cause is righteous. The book is outrageous. The school board is covering for itself. On the other hand, I'm not sure the lady had to talk about what source of sex she wants to have or not. <laughs> I'm not sure that's germane to the argument. And if, if, for instance, she was interested in a particular alternate brand of love, She was kind of turning me on. That doesn't undermine her argument in the least. Uh, kind of irrelevant. I might have edited that part out. <laughs> Oh, boy. Maybe Ken Burns is right. Ken Burns, who made a long film about the Civil War. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. It's one of the greatest things ever put on film. But He says we're going through as bad a time as any we've ever gone through. We'll hear from him and a little more about other stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. What's your favorite Ken Burns documentary? Oh, golly. Oh, golly, golly, golly. It's got a Civil War baseball. I don't know. I haven't watched them for quite a while. Well, I really liked jazz. I thought that yeah, was I know you did. That so was good. freaking good. Yeah. But I like jazz music, so that helped. 
Um, I wish you'd do an Oompa documentary. Fascinating history of Oompa bands. <laughs> but Ken Burns was on a podcast the other day. I've heard about this podcast. I've never listened to it. It's called Smartless. It's got Will Arnett, the voice of Batman from the Lego movies. That's who I see Will Arnett as. Oh, right. <laughs> um, Jason Bateman, also from... Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Yeah. And Sean Hayes. And it's called Smartless? Yeah. And it's supposed to be, and huh. they talk about all kinds of serious stuff, but they're funny guys. And Sean Hayes of MSNBC? No, no, no. Sean Hayes of uh, the gay character from Will and Grace? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So Will Arnett, Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes. Anyway, that's kind of irrelevant. It's supposed to be a good podcast. Why am I announcing other podcasts that you might want to listen to? I can't imagine. Yeah, it's just can't terrible. Imagine. Michael cut off his Forget mind. I ever said it. But they had Ken Burns on. And he was talking about how bad things are now compared to, you know, he took a long look at the Civil War and the Depression and a variety of things. World War II was one of his uh, um, long documentaries. And he's uh, talking about the current time we're living in. Is it doom and gloom or are you, do you feel okay? Well, I don't think anybody has the luxury at this moment of being cynical. Cynical's a, um, you know, like just debauchery is just a luxury of too much time and too many things that you're not doing with your hands that you begin doing with your hands. Um, it's, it's, it's really serious. I, there are three great crises before this, the Civil War, the Depression, and World War II. This is equal to it. He, he, he goes on to quote uh, comments made by Abraham Lincoln from a 1938 speech he gave. As long as we don't get a flu from China, we'll be fine, said Lincoln. From whence shall we expect the approach of danger? Shall some transatlantic military giant step the earth and crush us at a blow? Never. All the armies of Europe, Asia, and Africa could not by force take a drink from the Ohio River or make a track on the Blue Ridge in the trail of a thousand years. No, if destruction be our lot, we must ourselves be its author and finisher. As a nation of free men, we will live forever or die by suicide. Uh, we are looking right down the muzzle of a gun, Ken Burns said. Yeah, I've quoted that quote many times through our career. Um, yeah, I, I tend to stay away from uh, tr- being overly dramatic. I think there's uh, an egotism to... And it reminds me of like the... Uh, the apocalyptic uh, cults that announce that these are the end times over and over and over again. There's kind of an egotism to these are the times. These are the foretold. We are the people. It's on us. Blah, blah, blah. No, it's not. You know what? Bet you a hundred bucks. Life goes on. And so I just, I don't want to be overly dramatic about it, but yeah, we are facing some pretty serious challenges. Well, I, I, I would have thought this was laughable like a year ago, probably, but I'm, you know, because I've become a nihilist. Uh, the way all our institutions are failing and getting less and less respected, the way there's just no such thing as uh, truth or shared facts anymore, I think things are about as bad as they can get before they get before we go to the ultimate bad, where we just can't hold it together anymore. The debt and spending, just mm. all of it. And undermining my own argument of 20 seconds ago, uh, I, I do also believe that those, the evildoers who would exploit the opportunities that our system presents f- for evil have gotten so good at scamming the system. They're so capable at it now. It's impossible for the good guys to stay ahead of the bad guys. Um, so there is absolutely danger 
Like, for instance, I think if this three and a half trillion dollar human infrastructure thing passes along with the other one and a half trillion, I think that's the beginning of the real beginning of the end, because all that stuff will be permanent. I mean, and we have just we've just decided once and for all, if we pass that, okay, we're never going to deal with this debt. We're just we're just never going to get it. It's just we're just going to run it out as long as you can. Uh, you can with maxed out credit cards until we collapse. Well, and we'll, we'll fundamentally restructure our society because once you take money from the people who earned it and just put it into a pool, nobody cares how it's spent or anything. Um, and so you have enormous amounts of graft and dishonesty and rent seeking and the rest of it. And if we're going to double down on that sort of society to the tune of $3.5 trillion, well, then we're going to, we are going to Sovietize ourselves in a way that was unthinkable. Really, when Bill Clinton was in office. I wonder what he'd put, what he'd call this crisis, though. So the three great crises before this, the Civil War, the Depression, and World War II, what do you call this crisis of a nation? Malaise? Internet fever? I don't know what you call it, but it's all, it's all mixed together. Yeah, that's an interesting question. I'd like to noodle that one around for a while. The postmodern clickbait cesspool. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you got a name for our current situation? Text line 415-295-KFTC. By the way, if you ever miss an hour or you want to play it for end, that'd be fun. Uh, go to armstrongandgetty.com to get the podcast. Yeah, we offer up the show as an on-demand podcast after it's done later that same day. So it's probably dumb, but, you know, you can listen to it. Go ahead. <laughs> wherever you get podcasts. Excellent. Armstrong and Getty.